0: WP and 30, Dave. Here we go. It's our second one. It. So basically, if this is the first one you've listened to or watched of this, this is uh, kind of a twist on what we normally do. It's a much shorter episode. We're going to limit it to right around 30 minutes. And it also exists on YouTube so that you can, if, if you're into this sort of thing, watch us talking dead. In this case, talking dead and company because just yesterday I saw Dead & Company in Cincinnati. Dave, you were supposed to be there with me, man. We were supposed to see the show together.
1: Supposed to. It was going to be a, a company trip out um, to see d and um, I got the worst timing with COVID ever. Made it two years, and I had to miss both a wedding and a concert. You know, it sucks.
0: It does. There's just no way around it. It really does. But... the focusing on the positive, you have your health. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: I felt fine. Asymptomatic. Um, obviously just wasn't going to travel and all that stuff
0: and put others at risk. Yeah. Right. Which is the the right way to be. And, um, you know, the most important thing is that you are happy and healthy and already on the mend. It's just, um, this is only a few days after you testing positive. And so, you know, you didn't think it was right to go, which is again, right move um but the downside was that you didn't get to see the show in person you watched it on the live stream which was still good and um we thought that it was a a really good show among a set of good shows on the 2022 tour and also i really enjoyed talking with so many of you yesterday at the concert that we thought that we would do this as just kind of a bonus episode so what we're going to talk about during this show is you know what's happened on the tour so far I'm going to talk about the venue, what I thought about that. We're going to talk together about the show itself. We're going to talk about what's to come on the tour, including predictions about that. Then we're going to say goodbye. So um, that's what's going to happen before we bid you goodnight. So where did I say we were going to start?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think what we think of the tour so far.
0: Okay. Yeah. What do you, what have you thought? We're seven shows in now.
1: I think that the playing is a little less crisp than 2021 but i think the set list construction and selection is a little more diverse and a little more unique this year um i think i think 2021 might be a special year in terms of playing but i really like what they're doing with how they're crafting sets like opening with um China Rider, Night 2 in Colorado. Just so cool.
0: Yeah. The sellers have been pretty inspired. I think that they've been doing a lot of unique things. And Mm -hmm. we got a taste of that right off the bat in LA when they opened set two with Scarlet China Rider Fire, which is just wild. We're seven shows in. They've yet to play a Scarlet Begonias Into Fire on the Mountain at this point. Yeah, the the two times they've
1: played it, they've like really bookended it around two other songs in the middle of it yeah yeah interesting and
0: and and then other things with the set lists like um last night i saw a um i need a miracle coming out of space which was wild hell in a bucket very late in the show which you don't really hear a late shakedown too yeah
1: yesterday that's also free drum space shakedown which is weird
0: yeah. They, so they've been, they've been just like kind of throwing convention out the window and just doing unique and interesting and cool things with the set list. I totally agree. I also agree with your point about the playing being a little bit less crisp than it was last year. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Dave's dog barking in the background. Uh, that's all right. Um, so last year, this is, you know, take this with a grain of salt. I don't know anything. I'm just a person watching these shows, listening to the shows and reacting. But last year, I remember during the, I think it was the very last show of the year on the dead air show with Lambert and Gans that plays during the intermission when you're watching the show live, they had John Mayer on. And one of the things that he noted was that he thought that it was how did he word it? He basically said that he thought that it was making an impact on the band that they couldn't have any guests backstage at any of the shows. And so he was like, we're just playing for each other and for the crowd right now. We're not trying to impress anyone. And even if we would say, well, when we have a guest, we're not trying to impress them either. Subconsciously, he was saying that he thinks that there might be a difference. And so the way that they were playing was really just like, I, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but more pure, maybe. And then the other thing, and I've heard both him and O'Teal talk about this, they were so locked down last year that their opportunity to play at these concerts was like literally their only like social interaction. Their only like fun on the road was when they got to go on stage and play. And now things are much more loose and open. I don't think I saw anyone with a mask at the show yesterday. And, you know, obviously it's an outdoor venue. So I wasn't expecting to, but last year was an outdoor venue. I saw them at two outdoor venues and there were, you know, a not insignificant number of people who were wearing masks at those shows. So we are just kind of in a different place with COVID this year. And I think that that has kind of had an impact on the playing as well, possibly. I don't think the playing has been bad though.
1: I I know that you don't either. No, not at all. Um, As we'll talk about um, from, from last night in Cincy.
0: Yeah. With some glee, because I thought that they were, I thought that they played so well last night. So let me quickly just tell you about the venue since you didn't get to go there. I posted a picture of it on our Twitter page. Mm-hmm. I, it's one of, I think, the best pictures I've ever taken um, as far as like, thank you. Uh, not really credit to me, credit to the iPhone because it's amazing how good that camera is now. But I, I just took a picture of the sky at, uh, mm, I think, maybe during deal, the set two opener because the sky looked so beautiful and I would, I took a bunch of pictures of the sky actually, but this one was the one where you can really see all the people who are on the lawn and you can see the kind of paint by numbers, evening sky. It was really, really cool. Very pretty. The venue is, you know, kind of a classic shed outdoor amphitheater, whatever you would call it. You know, you've got the stage and then a pavilion with some seats, pretty big pavilion. There are a number of sections Um, And then a pretty big lawn back behind that. The lawn's AstroTurf, which is great because it poured rain for like uh, maybe an hour, hour and 15 minutes from like five to six ish, something like that. Uh, It was a rain that was necessary. It was a hundred degrees before the rain fell. And then after the rain passed, it was only 80 degrees, which was much more comfortable.
1: Yeah, much better.
0: Everyone was much happier to be at a show in 80 degree weather. So the venue was a great place to watch a show. Very, very scenic. The backdrop is like hilly and lush and green with a river and you'd see boats uh, driving by in the river, which was really cool. A couple people who I think did not have the best time though. And I think it bears mentioning the people who were vending on Shakedown Street. I saw a couple stories, um, Tony at Holy Moly Mischief. Uh, and holy moly mischief.com if you'd like to buy some of his wares uh, through his website which is a great website he he makes awesome stuff um he posted something yesterday about some like some of the vendor cops kind of coming in, i think even taking some of his stuff and saying that he couldn't sell things that said summer tour which is crazy um so that's a bummer but also it was a million degrees out there you know these these uh, folks were like sweating it out for some of them probably got there at one or two and just were sweating for four hours in the hundred degree, 70% humidity, um, Ohio afternoon. Um, and then, and then torrential downpours, lightning thunder, the whole nine, I think there was hail. Um, and so just a reminder, like go support those people who are (laughs) vending on shakedown (laughs) street, whether it's Uh, uh, holy moly mischief, I had a, a good convo with a guy he sells um, under the name Nola Dead. I'll show you actually. This badass Jerry Diver sticker that I
1: got. That. Yeah, that's pretty neat.
0: I think it's such a cool design. And he has great t shirts that he makes that are specific to the cities. So whether it's them, whether it's someone who's selling beer or water or sandwiches, go give them some love and support them because. I'm so tired from traveling two states away to go watch this show. And these folks are going to every show and um, you know, really working hard to make it a good experience for all of us. So quick plug for supporting Shakedown Street if you, if you have the chance. So that was kind of the venue. Everyone was super friendly, like everyone that I talked to. Not shocking for a dead and co-show, but still always delightful when that's the case. You get that sense of community with everyone who's going there. Uh, something that you and I will look forward to experiencing together in a couple weeks. Um, you're not going to, you didn't make it to Cincinnati, but we're going to make it to City Field together in uh, New York City on July 15th and 16th. I'm just going to be there on the 16th. Are you going to be able to go for both?
1: Yep. Well, I mean, I hope so, unless something else unexpected crops up, but yeah, both nights in the barn in city Field. Um, we'll be in section what 300 something come 300 something. Yeah. Come find us in the upper level.
0: Yeah. People, uh, got a lot of compliments on the shirt with the working man's pod logo yesterday. And some people wanted to come and talk about like, what is that? Um, you know, what do you guys talk about? So that was, (laughs) I mean, just super fun. Uh, don't be a stranger if you see us at that show. So anyway, uh, yeah, venue was great. So let's talk about the show. So were you listening to the live stream or watching the live stream?
1: I was listening to the live stream. I didn't hop in until um, two songs before the end of set one.
0: Okay. So here comes sunshine or a big river.
1: The the end of here comes sunshine. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. So beginning of set one band comes on stage like 15 past seven and they opened with uh, let the good times roll. So it was, a night full of like quote unquote rarities for dead and co, but let the good times roll is an interesting one because they've only played that song nine times, but it feels like way more than that because they played it seven times last year and they'd never played it before last year. Oh, okay. So it gotcha. feels like this isn't a rarity at all. They open with this a lot, but that's only because they did it so frequently last year and they've kind of continued that this year. Um, shockingly, uh, not shockingly surprisingly through seven shows, they have not played any song more than twice through the seven shows. It makes sense. They have a deep enough songbook that that could be the case. Yeah. But um, I don't think that that was true last year. Um, I mean, even the first three shows you had two Franklin's towers alone, right. they, they didn't play. I don't think anything repeated through the first three shows or if they did, it was, you know, like not very, not very regular that that happened. So, a lot of kind of like lesser played songs last night. Um, you had Let the Good Times Roll, then a great Cold Rain and Snow. Um, and then an Ico Ico, third song of the night. So, Ico, they have played, according to my research, like 17 times, including last night. And last night was the 183rd Dead and Company show. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so less than 10% of the shows are you going to get an Ico. Basically, the way the math works out, they've played it three times every year, pretty much. One year they played it four, one year they played it two. So if that holds up, we can expect two more Icos by the end of this tour. <laughs> I was super happy to have it last night. It's just a fun song to dance to and to kind of good a good vibe. People all seem to uh, know it. And the whole Hey Now uh, call and response is just a good time live. So that was good. I think that Cold Rain, though, was my favorite part of that. Uh, Really, the whole first set. I just thought it was a really good version. I've always really liked that song. And I think that John Mayer does a good job on it with the high vocals. So that was good. Another highlight of that early part of the show was the next song, Ship of Fools. I don't remember from last year. I thought that O'Teal sung that whole song last year but this year it was like john would do part then O'Teal, then john then O'Teal. they were kind of trading back and forth um kind of like a la jack straw or something like that where jerry and bob or john and bob take different parts um you know obviously there are a lot of dead and co songs that john and bob do that with but i I can't think of any where it's an O'Teal and john collab with the vocals but um it was good it was a it was a good version of Ship of Fools. Also, we've only listened to this show once. We don't have like probably a lot of deep analysis on this, <laughs> right? Um, it's not on NugsNet just yet. Hopefully, it will be later today because there are a few songs I'd really like to re-listen to. Um, the next song was Big River. That was fitting because we were literally on a river watching this show. So that I didn't think about it before when we were all in our dead group chat predicting what songs were going to be played, but. We, we we should have known <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was a good one um, and then the crowd really liked that one quite a bit and then here comes sunshine which the crowd really liked a lot so you only caught the end of this one
1: yep and the, yep going into Cassidy from, gotcha from here
0: so did you catch some of the some of the jam that they were working on during here comes sunshine
1: I think so um yeah. I mean I caught enough of it to where they went back in like, and yeah. then I knew it was here comes sunshine. To so I think so. It. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I thought it was pretty good. I, I have not heard like a ton of here comes sunshines, but it's not a rarity for them uh, really. But um, I just, I don't think I've listened to very many of them, but I, I really like that song just as a general concern. And I thought that this was a good version and it was unexpected. I, I just was not really thinking that that song was a possibility for the night. And so that was kind of cool. And then Cassidy. So we've talked about it. Not my favorite dead song, but I thought this was a good version.
1: Yeah. I really liked how they really jammed it out. Um, yeah. They, they went in with a lot of space in Cassidy. And I, I thought it's one of the better versions of that song that I've heard. Nice.
0: I'd love to hear that. It's hard to, for me to really conceptualize or like contextualize was this like the best version when you're in the venue? Because yeah. unless you've been to like, you know, 30 or 40 shows, or maybe even less, maybe 10, 15, I think the experience of being there raises it a it level. It inflates it a little. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, you have the communal joy of everyone around you being so happy to hear these songs and you're so happy to be there and happy to hear it and just kind of amazed at it because you're there that it kind of bumps it up a level. Um, at least for me, in my mind. Now, with that being said, <laughs> the second set uh, opener deal I think is the best version of deal I've ever heard them play.
1: Dude, that that was smoking hot. Yeah, and the version we heard in Raleigh tour opener twenty twenty one. You know, when we were there, I was like, "That was such. That was amazing. That was the best." Um, this was better it uh, well i went hot to start set two
0: yes i agree i would like to kind of put some you know albeit not the most accurate but some metrics behind this so i'm going to deadyversion.com um if you are unfamiliar with the website deadyversion you can vote on your favorite versions of dead and company uh songs i want to see who made that (laughs) <laughs> uh, this is my creation. Um, I am not a web developer, so I apologize that it is, you know, not like the most user friendly. I've tried to make it more user friendly recently. But um, definitely check it out. It's, I think an interesting way to find versions of songs that you'll definitely like. You know, there's some quality control. If a bunch of people are voting for it, you can be pretty reasonably confident that they'll be good versions. Um, so the number one version is from Eugene according to Deddy version, which is a very good version. And people yeah. love that show for good reason. And so I think that that also maybe is part of the reason Raleigh has no votes, which surprises me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I get it that Eugene Oregon show that deal is top tier. And I don't think the Raleigh one is better than that necessarily. Those are just more to the point of like, when you're in there, like it totally feels better. I enjoyed it but more.
0: I yeah, completely this- agree with you. Yeah.
1: Because back right to this Cincy deal, I mean, Mayor just didn't stop. Like he kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Um, and I think it should be said that there was a new drummer on stage um, for yes. set two as well.
0: Yes. So I'm not sure how much impact that has. Jay Lane was the kind of drummer in reserve who came out for the second set. Billy posted on Twitter and Instagram before the second set even began and said, I pulled a muscle in Boulder and so I'm going to sit out. I think he just, I think he said, I'm going to sit out part of the second set. He ended up sitting out the entire second set. And so he basically said, don't get worried about this. I'm not giving up this seat anytime soon. Um, Jay Lane has been playing with Bob and with dead related acts for 20 years, longer, almost 30 years since the nineties and rat dog. So he's more than capable. He's a great drummer. And I, I do wonder if he ratcheted up the tempo a little bit because these were some fast versions in the second set and it was great. But I I do wonder about that. He's a great drummer and he and mayor were kind of doing some interplay where John was like, just looking at him playing for a while and Jay was really digging it. Um, Not during this song, but during um, shakedown. So that was kind of cool, but back to deal. So this was 19 minutes long, this deal. And I'm not saying like, you know, Oh, it was like, no, this was like an honest 19 minute deal. It wasn't like 1813 or something like that. Um, so, according to my research that I did, this is the longest deal that Dead and Company's ever played. Uh, it's the longest by one minute, granted. Um, the version at the Gorge in 2019 was 18 minutes long. Last year, the version they played in Michigan was 15 minutes long. But this is the longest one they've ever played. They really jammed it out and opened it up. Um, it was the set two opener once previously in Charlotte in 2019, but otherwise they've never opened set two with Deal except for that show and this one. So I was not expecting it.
1: Um, Didn't they open a show this year, set two, with Deal? I don't think so. Um,
0: Potentially, but I'll double check. Real yeah, quick. if you if you find it, then we can you know. We're live, so we can't like go back and but we can correct that
1: point. Yeah, the first night at the Shoreline Amphitheater.
0: Oh, they opened, they that opened set, set, two. set two,
1: they went deal Dark Star. Oh, but, okay, but other than that, yeah, other than it's that, it's usually a set one song for them.
0: Yeah, it's true. With Dead and Company, they I found some where they played it in set two, but it would be the ones that I was seeing, it was like the second or third song in set two. Um, so. I mean, still a rarity, only three times out of their yeah, 180 yeah, yeah. plus shows. But um, yeah, they've played this song 46 times. It's one of the songs they've played the most of any song. And so for this to be the longest version, I think is kind of impressive. And I think that people really dug it because of that. I mean, the crowd reaction was just like phenomenal during this song. Everyone was dancing. Everyone was smiling. It was great. And just a super hot. Version that John, like you said, like he was just like relentless. Like he was not going to let the jam go down. <laughs> you know,
1: I don't know about you. This is, I think, the song "Dead and Company" has the the whole package on this. This is their their best work. I think is wow. is deal.
0: I think it's like, Althea, but I think this Althea is, they
1: do really well as well. Yeah. I think this
0: is in the conversation, though. I think that. Like for me, the the songs, I don't know. It's hard to say because like the big jam sets, the like big, you know, longer jam set pieces, they also have a really good feel for some of those. But as far as like the songs that are more, I think, self-contained, like a song, like Deal or like Althea or Brown Eyed Women, where it's like, this song is going to be eight to 10 minutes long, or maybe even shorter for Brown Eyed Women. And they're just going to the hell out of it i think those would be like the three songs in that category that i think that they just have like next level mastery over personally um so great deal to open up the second set i was so excited after that i was like this is going to be an amazing set if they just played 20 minutes of deal to start this off (laughs)
1: and in what's coming next yeah
0: Yeah. it's not like i was looking at my watch or anything it just felt like it was going forever and i was loving it i was like keep it going play it all night i don't care don't even play their songs play this into drums and then after space come back to deal so yeah that was a great way to open the second uh the second set and then from deal they went into looks like rain another one that's like not my favorite uh dead and co song um, I will admit I took a bathroom break at part of this during part of this song. And, um, but from what I recall, I think it was, I think it was fine. Any recollection of this song for you?
1: No, I was still cooling off from the deal. So yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. It looks like rain.
0: It was sandwiched between the two most memorable songs of the show. for me. And so it kind of fades into history because the, after looks like rain, we got into like the big jammy part of the second set. They, it wasn't like. Looks like rain goes into Saint Stephen. They took a break, then played Saint Stephen, and um, I think this might be the best Saint Stephen they've ever played. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was so good. The jam was like, at times, very like dense and knotty and just great. At, at part of it, I I actually texted you and was like, "Did I just hear the eleven in this? Are you hearing that on at home, or am I imagining it?" And you were like. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. And then, um, they went into the William tell bridge, which I'd never heard. Li- I'd never heard St. Stephen live. So I obviously I hadn't heard the William tell bridge, but that was cool. Really cool to hear live. Like, I feel like there were some people who maybe just didn't know that song all that well. And were kind of like, what mm. the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> what is this singing about William tell what's happening? But that was really cool. And then like, naturally, Into the 11, which was so, so, so cool to hear live. Thought it was another great song that they played, a great version.
1: Excellent playing on the 11. Like everybody was locked in. and
0: Especially O'Teal, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I thought it was, honestly, I thought it was Bob. Like he, he sounded good, at least coming through on the audio stream.
0: His what nows sounded awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. His voice no, sounded that just, really
0: good all night.
1: That just that whole Saint Stephen into the Eleven. I was just sitting there, just nodding my head the entire time. Like, wow, they are, they are crushing this. Yeah, um, they were, and that's the second time this year they've they've paired those songs. So they're they're bringing back some Primal Dead this year, which is cool to see.
0: I love it. Yeah, I was really happy to hear that because you just mentioned Bob and like his voice sounded good and him sounding good throughout the show. I think that so like. I thought that this crowd was great. This is probably, I think, of like any of the like dead, dead-related shows. Even the Goose show that I went to last week. This is the best crowd I've been in in a long time. People were like pretty locked in. There was a little bit of like chatting, chomping, if you will, going on in the first set, but in the second set, there really wasn't much of that at all. People were like really locked in and really kind of giving it back to the band. And I think that the the band was picking up on that too for two reasons number one bob in the first set was like how are y'all doing tonight out of nowhere and mayor you didn't see this you weren't watching the live stream and it was before you tuned in but mayor literally went like this like what like i didn't see that coming and then didn't really know what to do with himself i don't think and started doing one of these moves like like worm arms basically so that was kind of hype everyone went nuts when that happened and then the second thing is this second set is the longest second set they've played since Wrigley Field last year. And tied with that one, the longest second set they've played since 2018. Wow. Yeah. So they like really were going for it. And the the set twos have been longer this year in general. Last year they were like 145, 150. I looked at all of them today. This year they've been pretty pretty much like in the two hour range, like maybe give or take three four minutes this one was two hours and five minutes so it was a little bit longer um but i think that like that level of like energy and playing for that long is a reflection of an energetic crowd that was super happy to be there and really kind of locked in with the band maybe i'm reading too much into that but that's my story and i'm sticking to it nice from primal dead we went into late 70s dead and got a shakedown street which was the fastest pace I've ever heard them play shakedown street as dead and company It sounded awesome got really funky the jam was really good I thought it was a a really good version what did you think
1: I was just shocked like that you know they go into it and I was like here this late in set two. um I think you texted me and said that (laughs) like whoa "Whoa, where did this come from yeah um so yeah just kind of in shock um we don't have too much time left so yeah. you were there. Give me your thoughts on the rest of the five or six songs.
0: Drums and space were good. The drums now is like O'Tal is on stage the whole time during drums, which was cool. And then Jay, the other drummer who was sitting in for Billy, stepped off. And then it was just O'Teal on the bass and Mickey on the beam for like the beginning of space for a few minutes. And then the band came back out, did their, you know, space thing. Um not. I mean, some people were like taking bathroom breaks and a lot of people were like laying down at least on the lawn at that point, but people were still pretty with it. Then, uh, into from space into, I need a miracle, which was completely unexpected for me. Uh, and I thought that it was really good. And then into death, don't have no mercy, which was great. Uh, we heard it live in Raleigh last year. It was just as good last night. And then, um, from death, don't into sugar Mac to close the set, which was fantastic. Great energy on that song really fun to hear live and this sunshine daydream part was super fun to hear live and then the encore they like really didn't even leave the stage between that between finishing that and the encore i think they were running up against the time limit because i looked at my watch and it was like eleven fifty seven when they were finishing sugar mag and i was like man they might not even do an encore if there's you know an 11 o'clock curfew or something but they just kept playing they played for another um seven minutes in black muddy river which was great I told you before I went that I thought they were going to play that song because it was rainy, muddy, and we were on a river. And sure enough, there it was. So the relative rarities that they played, I mentioned this earlier, Um, Ship of Fools, I Need a Miracle, The Eleven, obviously the William Tellbridge, they don't play that very often, Uh, Death Don't Have No Mercy, Ico Ico, Looks Like Rain, and Big River all eight of those songs are outside of their 60 most frequently played songs for dead and company. So you can think about it this way. They've played, um, 184 shows. Like I said, none of those songs have they played more than 25 times. So all of them, you know, I, I don't remember exactly how many dates this tour is. I think 21 or 22, those are all songs that you might only hear twice, three times, maybe max on a tour. And all of them were played last night really eclectic and unique and cool set list. Um, So like you were saying at the very beginning of this, like what they're doing with the set list this year is really, really cool. And I think when you couple that with the fact that they're also playing really well um, it just makes it like kind of must watch. If they come near you, get out and see these guys, especially a night like last night where Billy doesn't come back for set two. You know, I know he yeah. said he he's not giving up the seat anytime soon, but he is in his 80s. Like, treat every show like it's the last because it it really could be. And I know that that's part of why you and I are so excited to be going on July 16th to City Field to watch the last show of the tour.
1: Come so, find us. We'll be wearing the matching shirts. We <laughs> might have stickers to give away.
0: We'll definitely have stickers <laughs> to give away. Yeah, and um, you know, high fives, daps, whatever. So. Yeah. Come find us uh, in New York. If, if I met you in Cincinnati last night, I can tell you universally, I had a great time talking with you and meeting you. No bad vibes from anyone that I spoke with. So uh, thank you for, if you if I did meet you there, for saying hi, for talking to me and um, you know for going to the show and enjoying it. Because like I said, that crowd is great. Great, great, great crowd. Great show. Part of a great tour. So that's it. That's it for us. Anything else before we go away, Dave?
1: (laughs) I don't think so. All right. Well, next um, episode, July 5th.
0: Next episode, July 5th. Um, And until then, we bid you good
1: night. Good night. Good night. Good night.
0: Good night.
1: That's it, that's it. You got it.